Welcome to the Singerpreneur Podcast, a spectrum of ideas and realities around life and work in the classical vocal world. I'm Lori Goldenhirsch, and this is one of the latest projects from Lori's List, based in Southern California. As the podcast evolves, we hope to include interviews, news, life hacks, and hopefully a bunch of things to help and inspire you. Let's dive in. As some of you have noticed, we started this podcast in the spring of 2021. I'm using the editorial we here in deference to the many people who have trained and encouraged me in this journey, but in deep gratitude for those who have been on the show so far. But the last year's episodes have indeed been dropped fairly inconsistently, and now that we're back on a regular schedule, I'd like to address a few lessons learned during that time. The thing is, artists are constantly encouraged to dive in, and while that's sound advice that can result in spectacular wins, sometimes the timing just isn't right. Let's talk about that and what we can learn from premature creativication. One of the mantras that I unconsciously adopted during the COVID shutdown was just keep going, as the temptation to curl up into a ball and wait the whole thing out was strong. Just before the pandemic hit, I had already been doing a ridiculous amount of pondering about what the list is in terms of who we serve and how we can best help them. As a result, our coaching program was born and I made a conscious decision to adopt the slogan, create, evolve, or get out of the way. As it had become crystal clear that too many classical vocal performers spend their careers coasting. We see amazing, talented performers every year who are frustrated that they're not working more, but whose entire focus is on bread and butter gigging. They're not creating their own projects. They're not doing much, if anything, to support the gigs where others have hired them. And they seem to be beating their heads against the wall, waiting for someone else to make them and keep them successful. So, create, evolve, or get out of the way became my own manifesto a pithy little slogan that said exactly what I thought we needed to do, but it wasn't enough. I needed a group to drive me forward. So in February of that year, I signed up for Seth Godin's podcasting fellowship and dove into this very podcast, which is something I had been considering for at least seven years prior. The workshop was incredible, transformative, and culminated in a creative mandate to actually launch and start our podcasts immediately. As you can imagine, I wasn't the only one who wasn't quite prepared. And as we were shaking in our boots, we plowed forward anyway. But as we know, timing is everything. I don't regret taking the course by any means. Without it, I have no doubt that we still wouldn't be here. There would be no podcast. But as a mostly self-employed artist, I had enjoyed the luxury of setting my own production schedule for too many years, and I had, to my own surprise, stopped taking big risks. This experience brought me back to the joys and the horrors and the thrill of failing and growing stronger as a result. So here are a few things that I've learned. We're going to call this six things that happen when you jump in before you're really ready. Number one. If you're honest with yourself, you'll find a much deeper understanding of how many projects you can handle at once. I tend to love lists and I love to put far more things on my list than I can actually handle. For people like me who are constantly excited by multiple things and multiple projects, 
This consciousness of workload limits is absolutely essential. If you are your own manager, you have to know when to put the brakes on. Number two, you can rediscover the creative force that comes from being vulnerable. Working in a comfort zone is actually, in many ways, stagnation. If you're doing what's already familiar to you, if you're doing something that isn't a challenge, then you're not actually creating. You're not likely to come up with a product that's worthwhile and nobody's going to care. If you can push yourself to the point where you're uncomfortable, you have a much better chance of impacting someone else with that energy. You also have a much better chance of failing, but it doesn't mean it's the end. Number three, you might fail or even offend some of your friends and colleagues. I've learned in the last few months that a couple of people who I've invited to be interviewed and at least one who did do some taping with me have lost faith in the podcast because I wasn't able to stay on schedule. I have apologized to them and and accepted that responsibility, and I am truly sorry to have lost their support. But if you are lucky, your failure will give you a chance to show the people you work with and the people you care about what you are really made of by revealing yourself as honorable and committed, even in the face of frustration. That is powerful stuff. And if you can face up to it and be honest with them, you will build bridges more than you will tear them down. Number four, you will galvanize your bravado. When you have dropped the ball, and try to pick it up again. You need to be shameless in your attempts to get things in the right direction. When you have dropped the ball and are determined to pick it up again, you need to be shameless in your efforts to get things moving in the right direction. In my case, I will continue sending invitations. I will continue to encourage people to listen. I'm continuing to build a schedule of episode scripts and interview tapings and episode concepts, even though I don't know what some of them will look like in the end. That's terrifying. I'm not going to know what this project is until we've been doing it for a while. So this experimental stage is full of possibilities, but the certainty that you're doing something worthwhile is valuable and it's infectious. The people you're working with as you continue to complete this project, will feel that energy and be drawn to it. That's how good collaboration happens. Number five, you can uncover many elements of the project that you weren't expecting and emerge far stronger once you've solved those problems. For instance, I didn't expect the tech involved in podcasting to be as complex as it is. I didn't have any experience running and editing audio recording on my own, and that has been surprisingly more difficult than I expected it to be. Number six, rediscovering your ability to get back on the horse and complete a stalled project is absolutely invigorating and might be the springboard for something even better. I truly believe that as I have seen it work in so many cases beyond the list. I have seen artists and writers and performers of all kinds fall on their faces and end up with something magical. You cannot always plan an opportunity to be better because the inspiration that comes from speed bumps, obstacles, and outright failure is unpredictable, fleeting. 
and must be grabbed onto at every opportunity. So would I do it again? Absolutely. In fact, I will continue to recommend some of my favorite books and blogs that also encourage our members and readers to dive in, to forge ahead, to leap before they look. I'll include some of those titles in the episode description so you can take advantage of them as well. Diving in can make the most of momentum and drive that you feel in the moment. That forward motion can be fleeting, and most of the time it's worth a shot. Otherwise, your idea is likely to simply wither away, and who wants that? As for this podcast, I know that the arts are full of thousands of very different, very fascinating people, and I relish the chance to speak with them. Classical music is in a pivotal era because we are trying to figure out what we're going to be next. That means that the truly creative people who are committed to this art form and willing to change it so it can thrive are thinking about all of that right now and formulating a huge variety of ideas that will make or break our community. I can't wait to hear what those next steps are going to be. This has already been quite a process and there's no telling what any of this might become. Are you with me? You've been listening to the Singerpreneur podcast as we riff today on the realities of timing in creative work. I'm Lori Goldenhirsch. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is a project of Lori's List, which has been serving singers, conductors, composers, organizations, and other artists in classical vocal music since 2002. See the episode description for more links and resources.